Well, 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 it's been a while. What's happening, everybody? Hope you're feeling good. Um, hope you're still there. And hope your start of the summer is going good. Here in Oklahoma, it's been uh, rainy and tornado-y, um, to put it lightly. So lots of flooding. So it's been uh, an exciting May. I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, got to spend time with your family and friends and maybe got to go to the lake. Uh, didn't get that same sort of uh, excitement here. But anyways, today we're going to talk about, we're going to hit on some sports. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and what's going on there. It's been a few weeks, so, um, you know, last I spoke, I don't even know if we were in the conference finals yet, but we saw everything that I didn't want to see in the Western Conference Finals. Saw a steady decline of Damian Lillard's stats from the first round to the Western Conference Finals. And I'm just saying, um, you saw his shooting percentage go down, his plus or minus go down. And, you know, first round, he was great. Dominated OKC. Second round, still good. And then the Warriors have had effectively shut him down. And the team was not able to adjust to how they were playing CJ and Dame. And so the Warriors stomped them. The Warriors stomped them. However, in light of the Warriors still being a championship team, even with one of their players down, Kevin Durant, the media still managed to make them the focal point. Oh no, is this their Achilles heel? Durant's gone. What's going to happen? Is are, is Portland going to upset him? And I think kind of a lot of people's mindset, I know most everybody I talked to was, it was, I'm on a kick right now where uh, anytime something crazy, someone says something or does something crazy, uh, I referenced that Michael Jordan commercial about doing drugs and you know, stop it, get some help. So when they, when, when, when that was a storyline, I just wanted, I just said, stop it, get some help. This is a team that went, 73-9 the year before they got KD. The year before. They had already won, I think, two chips? And then they hit their third after he got there. So let's not forget the fact this team is championship caliber. Just because KD is taking, taking the kind of the leadership in the playoffs as far as He's been making the buckets. He's been playing out of his mind. Does not mean that when he's gone, all of a sudden there is no hope. <laughs> and we clearly saw that because Steph was like, oh, you y'all need me to do my thing? Yeah, 30 points a game? Yeah, no, I got this. All right, that's fine. Let's do this. And then just shellacked him. And Clay stepped up. Everybody stepped up. Um, one thing I just can't get over with that team Kavon Looney, who does great, great player. He's just a goofy looking dude. He's I, I'm I'm trying. I've I've spent so much time analyzing like why do I like I, I hate watching him run and kind of move around on defense. Just and I think it's I think it's just because the dude's got a long torso and some long arms, and he's kind of not need, and so it just looks. And I'm not out here trying to you know find a reason to hate on this man. I'm just. You know how some people just, 
I don't know. And 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 why I have to sit here and notice it and it has to bother me. I wish it didn't. I'd rather not. Rather, but it's one of those things. It's once it's once I saw it, there's no one seeing that. So if this opens your eyes to if you haven't already thought that he kind of looks a little goofy, and it's just because I think the way he built combined the way the way he's built combined with the way he moves, then uh I'm sorry if I opened your eyes to that and now you can't unsee that. But that's just that's just a little quirky side note about me and uh, how I feel. But anyways, I think everybody expected Portland to win at least you know one of their games at home, if not both, and you know push it. I think at least six games, but to get swept in the conference finals, that's just absolutely disrespectful. Disrespectful to the game, disrespectful to the league. But at the same time, it makes it, it continues the case for. The Warriors are bad for I, – I hold to the fact the Warriors are bad for basketball. The best thing for basketball is nuance, meaning kind of like the NFL – I mean the Patriots, right? It's the same sort of concept. Everyone knows the Patriots are going to be in the mix. However, there's a lot of nuance, I think, in general in the rest of the league, meaning freaking now going into this year – the Browns have some sort of Super Bowl odds for once in the last two decades. But overall, getting back to the Warriors are an amazing, like it's like it's an amazing and terrible situation all at the same time, in my mind. Like they the fact that they were able to get this sort of team together and have this sort of dynasty in this in this era is incredible. However, the issue being, for a lot of people who don't fall under that bandwagon umbrella, for them, it's it loses its when you see things series like that that go four zero in a conference finals. Four O's are reserved for first and second rounds, and even then, it should go first round four zero sweeps. That's fine. Second round. Maybe a gentleman sweep or two. That's fine. Conference finals. Those should be six-game series at the shortest. At the shortest. And then finals, that better be a seven-game series. Not having The moment we had a finals that was a sweep, I just kind of sat back, threw my hands up, was like, all right, well, I'm glad this wasted series is over because – this is garbage. Like the point is, you're supposed to be a build up to like the most exciting anticipated series. And sure, it was still an ex- I guess exciting. There's a lot of excitement around it. But then when it actually pans out, it's it's trash garbage. And here's the thing, is I'm not sitting back advocating that, you know, we need to break up the Warriors necessarily, but I think with how the culture has changed in around the league and what players value and stuff, it's shifted away from, no, I'm going to stick with this team and I want to try and build something here with this team. Now, so I would need to say that some teams are dumpster fires. Cleveland, dumpster fire. That's 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 a situation where it's like, yeah, I'm going to stick around because I love Cleveland. I mean, LeBron magically did it. He got, he got that situation just good enough to get them a chip, and then he's like, all right, leave me alone. I'm going to L.A., do what I want. And, I mean, you see that because it was with LeBron. They were in the playoffs. They were getting – um, they were getting shoot to the finals, even 
And then without LeBron, bottom five teams in the league. Part of that is a LeBron effect. However, a team, the teams that, how you can judge whether a team is successful without a super, is when a superstar goes down, what does the team look like? Is it still, can they still have a culture of winning? You know, aiming at the Celtics, the Spurs, those teams. You've seen a little bit of turnover, a little bit of changing the guard. The Spurs are the consummate example. They always have a bunch of random people that you're playing. You're like, who is this dude? I've never heard of him. Yeah, I just got, I got came over from Europe last year, and he was he got a few minutes, and then now all of a sudden he's a starter, and he'll get hot one game and drop 30 points, and it's like, what the crap? It's a, it's a winning system, but I'm getting a little off track here. No, really what I'm trying to get at is when you have – um, the, the culture that it's become is they got awesome. And instead of people trying to, I mean, you had some teams like the Rockets and stuff. Now it's, it's the super team era. It's like, we need more superstars to challenge them and which you're not really wrong. But then in other cases, you're saying, man, you see, you see players, man, really want a championship. Is that allure of a championship? Because a championship on your resume, it's a big deal. Even if you were just, you know, a five-minute player a game, but if you got in there and had a had a part, it's a big deal. But the problem is, I think that's kind of a I think that's losing its weight. I think a championship on your resume is losing its weight because now people look at it. Because of this situation with with Golden State and how it's become a I like to call it rented, it's a rent a championship. Oh, you're looking for a new team? Well, how about you come get a chip with us on a veteran minimum and then you can go get a big contract with another team and then you can have the weight of a championship off your shoulder and you can just play and have fun. Now, naturally, I will say this. People at that level are hyper-competitors, so they're still going to want to compete. They're not just going to go to a trash team and have fun losing all the time. They want to compete. They want to win. They want to be in the mix. But I de- I definitely have a feeling of, and, and I don't think it's just me, but an understanding where it's like you're just working to get – this certain thing on your resume and you don't care how you get it and it doesn't matter. And maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe this is me being a purist and like, I care too much about how you got there, but that's just how I am in life is I've had conversations with people where it's like, well, we're talking about, and I'm like, man, I don't like this situation or whatever. And then what the comeback ultimately is, well, the person's getting paid. So you can't be that mad. I was like, I can be that mad because they're, I mean, I'm not going to be mad at the fact that they found a way to be financially successful. That's great. However, I still can be upset at them and upset at how they got there because twofold. A, I think people that we're marking with success, we need to look at how they get their success. You don't want to see someone because you don't want to you don't want to have role models for kids being people who have maybe cut corners or taken or worked out these shortcuts or loopholes in the system just to get, just to get this certain level of fame. Okay, sorry if you heard that. My dog just wanted to bring an antler in and drop it right next to me. He always loves to come and bug me when I'm when I'm recording. He's like, oh, I don't know if it's he hears I'm talking, and so he's like, oh, I need his attention or what. But anyways, but then also I think then that builds that that says oh. This is how this, and as opposed to saying, man, this isn't right. We need to like 
see how we can maybe change the system or change things so that this doesn't that we don't reward bad behavior. Instead, they just let it slide because, oh, he's getting paid, so you can't do anything about it. No, you should absolutely want to want to fix the system to not allow. I don't I don't want to say cheated, but but people almost to kind of snake their way through. And I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, they should have a max number on, oh, we can only have this many superstars or something like that. I'm more so saying that I don't think we should – we, we should encourage this culture. And, and I don't know what to do about it necessarily. Because, for instance, I mean, you see Boogie coming here, and he got his veteran minimum, and he's going to go get a championship. And when you look at it on paper, that's freaking five. Your starters are all all-stars. Um, probably three of them are Hall of Famers, arguably. And, and it's just like you shouldn't have a team that way. Because I think we all remember back in the day when – Nope, I'm not going to reference it because I'm going to misreference it. Never mind. I just remember there was a trade being blocked once upon a time because it was going to – I think at the time the league said it was going to be like too lopsided or something like that. And they said they blocked it for a different reason, but a trade was blocked. Um, sorry, I've, I've I've got a little squirrely there. Basically – I'm going is you, you've got this rent a championship culture and it's it makes things super lopsided when it comes to when you're look, like when I sit back and I look at the playoffs, I'm like, all right, obviously West runs through the Warriors and then the championship actually runs through the Warriors. But then you see them get the conference finals and they 4-0 the supposed other best team in the West. And I'm going to put a little fault on Portland like. Look, they should have been able to adjust better, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to knock it. The Warriors do have a good system, but they're a bit of a cheat code. It makes it not fun for the fans, but then it promotes the wrong kind of culture with the players. And so when you have new players, you have young kids, but then you have new players um, who will grow into you know new players that come to the league. And then what it's about is, all right, who's winning the championship? How can I get on that team? But the problem with this with this mindset overall, this is not where I was going, is when you get in the rent a championship mindset. Now, it's one thing to be like, I'm going to go on this team with these people and get a championship versus I'm going to go on a 73-9 and nine team and get a championship because I'm almost guaranteed one. And, and I think we can all, for the most part, kind of agree that it's like, it, you know, it's different than a couple guys going to a team that doesn't, that isn't really already a championship contender. That's the, that's the big caveat here is already championship contender versus not quite championship contender, but there's potential there. Um, already championship team, I should even say. For me, it loses weight. Boogie gets a ring. KD's ring. Yes, they are still rings. However, how they were attained, mm, you know, I, it just doesn't mean as much. When you start doing this ring of championship, it takes the value away from a championship on your resume. Because when you see, oh, he was on the 2017, what years? 2018, 2019 Warriors. Because he went and got a one year veteran minimum. He got his championship and then he got out. And it's like, especially with Boogie's situation, because he hasn't played like at all. And I know, 
and I would assume for him first for the player personally, that's the last thing you want to do. You're already you're already kind of doing a bit of a cop out move, in my opinion. Then to then to not necessarily to any fault of his own, get injured and then have to sit out. You want to talk about here comes the criticism, not necessarily for me, but you know, in general, that's what the storyline is going to be. Is you know, you didn't earn that ring, you didn't do this, blah, blah, you know, faker. You you literally just rode the bench to a ring, which you know, plenty of guys do. Plenty, plenty of role players, bench players, because you get in your playoff rotation, they don't play very much. Juwan Howard has a ring from Miami, and he was like 47 at the time. Now, and then he just shifted. After that, he just shifted down to a coach, but he, but he got a player's ring. You know, but that, that, that that's still different. That's still different because for a role player, it's like this guy is probably. I mean, he's kind of capped, right? For uh, somebody who would be considered. A star, or even a superstar, totally different ball game, totally different ball game. But just because they they can play at such a high level, but nonetheless, that that's kind of my little rant as far as the culture of basketball and how it's hurt it. Because allowing this win a championship then is it it it. it it makes for less nuance and nuanced competition throughout the rest of the league. Which this year, I will say this: this year overall, take out the Warriors. This year overall. What has been a more competitive offseason than we've seen in the last like three or four years, meaning there were lots of good teams. And I mean, going back, listening to my, you know, if you go back and look at my podcast about that, we're covering the playoffs. It was always, well, here's what I think is going to happen. But this very well could happen. Like it was either team's ball game. I mean, the Denver Portland series was amazing. OKC Portland series was a letdown, but that's because OKC's got problems. But then you've got, uh, who was it? The Boston and Milwaukee series was a bit of a letdown in my opinion, but that was a situation where Boston kind of similar to OKC. They just couldn't get it together for that series. They kind of fell apart at the seams. Um, but then we see the series like the Raptors and the Bucks. The Raptors got their number, got their number. One in six shocked everybody. Can I just say I'm shocked by that in six? Kawhi the legend. I think my favorite thing around this, though, has definitely got to be the culture that Toronto's building upon. They are making the biggest case to, for Kawhi to resign. There's this, you might have seen this, you might not. They have this program. So they have this program, and it's, um, I don't remember what it's called, but basically it's a round sticker. It has Kawhi's face on it. And it's this collective that it started as like some restaurants, but they were like, hey, Kawhi eats free. Like resign, we want you to resign. You eat free. You come into this restaurant, you eat for free. And it started, you know, it's five or ten restaurants, and now it's like fifty restaurants. But now it's not even just restaurants; it's also businesses. There's even like certain Uber drivers that have kind of jumped on it and like, hey, Kawhi, you get a free ride. Like if you need an Uber, you call, and and I'm your driver, you ride for free. There's freaking like, there's I think there was a law firm. There was like car wash places like literally every type it's not it's one thing for like restaurants like yeah you come eat free but now it's just like people are literally just saying free services like you don't have to worry about a thing you don't have to pay for a thing in toronto again i'm just like oh my gosh but after after seeing how the eastern conference finals panned out i would absolutely be doing the same thing i'd be like heck yeah dude you never pay for anything again you can just stroll through the streets, go into whatever restaurant you want, go to whatever type of, I don't even know, go to whatever place you want and you will 
it's like a 50-50 shot whether you actually have to spend any money. Man, talk about a culture embracing him. I will say this. It does suck from from the from De- those people who were huge, huge fans. Well, I think everybody loved Demar in Toronto, and that was a sad situation. But it's like I have a friend who's a Toronto fan, and he's like, man, that kind of taints his legacy for Kawhi to come in and first year push through that barrier that they couldn't push through for the past like five years. And it was like, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a little unfortunate, but I think it. The other thing is, too, they definitely had a new head coach, which also makes their firing of Dwayne Casey almost look like justified. But lot there were, I mean, there, I, I think there were lots of changes in the team. But nonetheless, I think there's a little bit of weight there, but it's also a very different team. And I think they had a lot of players step up. But nonetheless, Kawhi is a monster and a beast. Because if you, if you haven't noticed, he's dealing with like – some sort of mild knee injury. Like he's, he's clearly been like wincing and limping after certain moments on the court, but he's still dunking and still going. Like, I thought for sure they're like, Oh, like we're going to try and like kind of rest him, you know? And, and no, not at all. This man is on a tear and he's not going to, nothing is going to stop him. And I think it's amazing, but, um, yeah, now, now they got to face Goliath. They got to face the monster. We found out that KD is apparently he's still doubtful, meaning this calf injury that they tried to play is, oh, you know, just a couple games. Nope. Calf injuries more serious than we realized. The other thing is, too, they have the luxury of being able to be without him. Don't forget it. Don't you forget it. They are a championship team without him. Meaning, and I mean, this has been the storyline, which has been pretty interesting because they say they keep saying, you know, they and he he get, and he corrected him in the presser and said R, um, but he's like it's always been the Warriors and KD exactly because you came in after the fact and you weren't a part of that that core group that led them to two championships and a record se- se- season a record season because you were a hired gun that came in after you're not a part of the group my dude I'm sorry I mean you are but you aren't like I'll still talk about him in general but in everybody's mind and. That was kind of an interesting point to me, but neither here nor there, I guess. I mean, it's your own personal opinion, whatever you want to make of it. I kind of buy into that mindset. Once again, though, I am kind of a bias towards OKC, so it's a little bit of bad blood, but I'm actually over it. And honestly, all in all, in hindsight, from a purely basketball standpoint, I'm not completely convinced that I'm happy that he left, but I don't I don't know how things would have panned out between him and Russ. but from like a personality and like standpoint, I'm absolutely stoked. He's not here. I realized he was having to put on a facade and I don't want anyone to have to do that, but also he was duping everyone. He was duping all of the OKC fans into thinking he was one way when he's really not. So good for him. But yeah, now I think the question is, can the Raptors do it? Can they slow the Warriors down? And I don't know. There's now there's just always a seed of doubt with how the thing is. It's kind of like the same way in the NFL. It's like, can they beat the Patriots? That's the big question. Can you beat the Patriots? Because that's probably who's going to be in the Super Bowl. It's so annoying. I wish there was a little bit more nuance, but I guess there's always kind of one just powerhouse. But it's just like, how long can you keep this up, you know? 
And you know what? I think the Raptors. I think the Raptors aren't gonna. It's not gonna be a sweep. Uh, it unfortunately could be a gentleman sweep. But I, I think, I think it's at least a six-game series. Um, but I think they can, if they, they can play it right, and they can push it to seven. If Kawhi, Kawhi can keep this level of play up, this level of energy and leadership that he's doing, and Kyle Lowry can sustain it going to his first finals here. If he can, if he can jump on that bandwagon and be the secondary, primary, you know, whatever, be, be a team leader as well. I think, I think that'll permeate through the rest of the ranks. And I think you'll see some good competition, hopefully. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. Here's the thing I, I can't decide personally. Would I rather it be would I rather it be super close, go to seven games, go to overtime in a couple games, and the Warriors win? So then it's like you almost had it. You were so close, but you couldn't quite get it. Couldn't quite overcome the monsters, the monsters. And then it'd be that close that, you know, you could taste it. You could taste the takedown that is the Warriors. And look, and you may criticize me for being like, well, you know, why does everyone want to see the Warriors fall? Because that's that's what happens when you're at the top, all right? When you're at the top of the game, you've got a target on your back, all right? And, and that's just – that's how the nature of competition goes. So get over it. Anyways, but just seeing, you know, that you can be that close but not quite get there is so, 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 so heartbreaking. Now – at the same time, it's hopeful though. It's saying, ah, there is, there's a chink in the armor. There's, there's weak points. There is a way to do it. To, to do a totally, uh, to, to, to do a reference, the 18 and one Patriots, my, probably one of my favorite seasons ever, just because they were like, you know, they were, they were on the cusp of perfection. And then Eli Manning derpy derp, he derped right past them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, no, and this may be because I'm an Eagles fan, but <clears throat> last regular season game, Eagles played the Patriots, and the Patriots, you know, were freaking 15 and 0, about to be 16 and 0. And it was one of those things. Where it was like, man, I don't, I don't know, you know, we're probably going to lose, but I just hope we put up a good fight. Well, the Eagles managed to do just that. They almost beat them. Like they ended up, it was clear cut loss, but it wasn't a beatdown. But you definitely saw like, oh, wait a minute. This this train isn't moving as fast as we thought it was. This Patriots train. And then I think that later on, it, it kind of exposed some things. And then luckily it was done in the sense of where it wasn't done in the Super Bowl. So then the next year, people had to expose things because the team changed. But it was like last regular season. So then through the playoffs, they kind of kept rolling. But then they got to the Super Bowl and the Giants just had the number. You know, so so it poses that situation of going forward. You can teams can say, "Aha!" So here, you know, here's the chink in the armor. Here's what it takes, but it but it can be done because I know for a lot of people it, it seems hopeless. It's just like you can't beat them. They're gonna win again. Uh, I'm gonna watch hockey. You know, and that's not good for the NBA. Um, it's not good for people who like basketball because then you just gotta find your time doing something else. Um, or would I rather it be? Like what I rather, and this is, let me, let me preface, let me <laughs> back end preface. This is a situation where the Warriors win it. So Raptors lose. So I'm, I'm saying which, which way would I rather see them lose? Or a 4-0 or 4-1, meaning leave no doubt. They just come out and say, yeah, we're kind of unstoppable this year. Sorry about you. 
Because that would really, really, really suck. On one hand. Because I was like, man, nobody could even freaking touch him. Nobody could even touch him. Like, but on the other hand, it illuminates the problem of we have a lopsided problem in the league right now. Something like, however, it's just a weird thing of like something needs to be done, but really can't be done. I don't know. But it's just like, it, it just exposes the the problem. And, and, and on one hope, you know, I hope it would be they go up 3-0 and it's like, okay. And then ratings tank. Because, I mean, the, the finals last year was like the worst rated finals in a long, long time. And if you had the same thing happen this year, you would probably break that record, if not match it. And then, then you're two years in a row with tanky finals like that. In terms of ratings, their ratings tanked. The league doesn't like to see that. And that, that'd be calling for some change. But being a fan of competition and a competitor myself, all in all, I think I'd rather see it go close, go seven games, go deep, give me some excitement, you know, something to watch, I guess. Um, but also being a hopeful person in that if it pushes to seven, there's real hope, there's a real chance that the Raptors could pull through. So um, I think the... <laughs> I think we're all, all of America, except for the Bay Area and then whatever bandwagoners are spread throughout the country, has just uh, hopped on the Jurassic Park, not bandwagon, man, Jeep, uh, just to f- stick with the theme, as terrible as that sounds, literally coming out of my mouth, corny and crappy, but I, I got to stick to the joke. Anyways, um, so... Let me know what you think. Send me an email, maybe what you think on my thoughts on any of this or just your predictions for the finals. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for a seven game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw five game finals. Um, but I think Kawhi has got got something in his blood right now that'll allow it to finish. Anyways, let me know um, at Rambling Viking on Twitter or the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, see ya.